Look, we have a lot of fun here at Remember the Game Industries. You've all heard my obnoxious, high-pitched laugh on the show. I love it. Video games are fun. The Simpsons are funny. It's good times. You know what isn't fun? Shopping for razors. And I don't mean that to sound sarcastic. It genuinely sucks. That's why you shouldn't shop for razors. You should just get them delivered by Harry's. Pick up a $3 trial set at harrys.com RTG and see what I'm talking about. I'm not going to stop beating the Harry's drum because it's a drum worth beating. The best razors on the market at better prices than the crap at the store and they're delivered to you. It's like a shaving cheat code. You've heard me say it. I have been a Harry's customer since I was driving a forklift at a company I'm not allowed to name but you all know who it is and sure my beard gets some praise now but i was a stubble guy for a long time and i still use harry's blades to keep the edges of my beard crisp so it looks like i have a jawline and if you've ever tried to shave along the edges of a beard you know that you can go through blades fast because there's a lot of weeds to whack in there but harry's blades just keep coming back for more i'm not just saying it there's so much better than the junky stuff you get at the store that means a faster cleaner shaving and two you buy less blades because they last longer the best razors for less money brought right to your door i don't know how else to say this harry's is on top for a reason the best reviews in the business customizable delivery schedules so you get them when you need them i can't see a reason not to use Harry's. Getting ripped off isn't funny. Switch to Harry's. Get started with a $13 trial set for just $3 at harrys.com slash RTG. That's harrys.com slash RTG for a $3 trial set. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Remember the Game. It is my retro gaming podcast where every week a buddy of mine and I sit down and geek out about the games we played back in the day. My name is Adam Blank. Thank you so much for listening to the show. And this week it is episode 197. And we're finally doing an episode that we have been teasing for a long time around here. And I I don't want to go as far as to call it a highly anticipated episode because I don't know if even 5% of our listeners have actually played this game, but I grew up with it. I like it. I think it's surprisingly not completely shit. Uh, We're talking Yonoid for the NES. It is a platformer. It is a tough fucking platformer uh, starring the Noid, who you may remember as the Domino's Pizza mascot from back in the day. And I know, I know most of these NES games based on the big mascots or IPs, they, they fucking suck. This one doesn't. I don't know if it's, it's not one of the best games on the NES, but this is a fine, serviceable, not terrible video game. I would argue that this game about the Domino's Pizza mascot is better than actual Domino's pizza. Actually, I can't... I don't know if I can say that with any real knowledge. Like, I haven't had Domino's pizza in a long time. Uh, But you know what? It would have to be pretty good pizza to be better than this video game because Yonoid is not bad. It's not... It's okay. I can't beat it, but neither can anyone else, so it doesn't matter. We don't have to talk about the end of the game. Uh, my guest this week is my man Tyler, longtime guest and friend of the show, longer-time guest and friend of mine in real life. Uh, and this, seriously, is an episode that we've been kicking around for a long time. Sometimes 
uh, a certain game or a certain episode will come up. I'll talk about it with one of my friends and it'll take us, you know, a few months to sit down and record it. But in the almost four year history of remember the game, I don't think we've ever teased an episode, but then not delivered it longer than this. We probably started talking about Yonoid back in the, I don't know, fifties or 60 episodes of the show. And admittedly, I was a little bit worried. I'm like, there's not enough, enough meat on the pizza here for a full episode of the podcast. But that since then we turned out, remember the games about, uh, you know, Oregon trail, uh, duck hunt Tetris. And I was like, if we can squeeze an episode out of those, we can squeeze an episode out of the Noid. And this is one of the shorter game chats that we've done in the last couple of years. And I think that's okay. You know, I let the conversation end naturally when it's done because there's nothing worse than a podcast, a podcaster, pardon me, that drags shit out and just overstays their welcome. And we'll get to talking Yonoid in just a minute because speaking of a podcast, uh, damn it, how do I screw a podcaster twice? Speaking of a podcaster dragging shit out and overstaying their welcome, which would have been the single greatest segue in the history of the show if I could just say the word podcaster. It's time for another edition of the Remember the Game infamous intro. Son of a bitch. I seriously had that all planned out where I was going to be like, there's nothing worse than a podcast of the drag shit out. Speaking of that, and then I fucked up. <sighs> I fucked up. What do you do for a living, Adam? Oh, I'm a podcaster. That's I just podcast. That's what I do. Podcast. Uh, it sounds like that's how like rich people say it. What are you, what are you listening to there, Tony? Oh, it's a podcast. Anyway, uh, if you're new to the podcast, welcome and consider this your warning. Our intros are kind of long these days, but they're fun. You know what our intro is like? It's like the first two slices of a pizza. You know, they just go down so smooth. You barely even chew them and they don't fill you up. They just make you excited to dive into the rest of the pizza. That's what this is. Uh, if you do want to skip it, go about 30 minutes up the road and you should get into the Yonoid chat all right uh we have merchandise we have hoodies t-shirts coffee mugs posters all rocking art drawn by my man joe over at 4545creative.com show him some love and if you want to show the show some love a whole lot of showing love here uh you can find our merchandise at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you are interested it is a great way to support all of us here at rtg and of course if you're like i don't do close not for me you can always just throw us a couple of bucks on patreon because for just two dollars a month you get two extra podcasts every week. You also get instant access to our whole archives, which is like 200 episodes in there now. But two additional podcasts every week for two bucks. You get exclusive access to my gaming news show, Game Patch, every Friday, where I look at all the biggest news in modern gaming and I add in my opinions, and a little bit of profanity and stuff in there. And then you also get Expansion Pass every Thursday, which is a different show every week. I do rankings. I look back at characters, consoles. We do some comedy episodes. There are game reviews. Uh, this past week on Expansion Pass, I, I did drop a game review. I reviewed Kirby and the Forgotten Land for the Nintendo Switch. It was that which was my first Kirby game, I think, since the Super Nintendo. And I went from like, ah, I don't think I want to play this. So like, holy fuck, I'm really glad I played this. Like, it's not my game of the year or anything like that, but there's way more good than bad in that bowl of candy. Kirby and the Forgotten Land is not a terrible video game. And as is becoming tradition here during the intro, here is a sneak peek of last week's episode of Expansion Pass, my Kirby and the Forgotten Land review. They finally did what I've been asking for forever and did put like a... And I say this with like the biggest air quotes you've ever seen in case you're not watching the video, a hard mode. It's not hard. It's just you have to try a little bit mode. 
There's you have to try a little bit mode, and then there's a you don't have to try mode. So I played it on the I have to try a little bit mode. Admittedly, by the end of the game, I kind of wished there was a third, more difficult mode. But at the same time, like, that's probably, like, nobody's buying Kirby expecting a, a challenging video game. I think that's safe to say. No one's buying Kirby being like, test me, man. Fucking, like, like hurt me. Um, so if you're Nintendo, you're probably like, it's not worth the time and money that it would take to, to pump this game up and make a hard mode when that's, no one's buying it for that anyways. So I don't necessarily agree with that logic, by the way. I think if they did put, like, an, a fucking full-blown, like, adult, this will fuck you up mode in this and advertised it as such, I think they would sell more copies. So that's now available in our archives. And this week for expansion pass number 110, uh, I wanted to tackle an idea that I've been kicking around for quite a while and I'm officially going to call it exclusive swap. If you could take one console exclusive franchise and put it on any other console, what would it be? I uh, I think it's going to be fun. I'll give you a few of my picks from Nintendo, PlayStation, and Xbox. I'll go over a bunch of the communities as well. And uh, we'll just, you know, we'll be swingers with our console exclusives because it's kind of hot. Uh, so again, two bucks. Get you two additional podcasts every week. You also get instant access to 200 plus archived episodes instantly just waiting for you. Plus, you can join our Remember the Game Discord, which is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and out of control. Uh, you get a chance to vote in our Patreon poll at the beginning of every month to pick games we talk about here on the show. You can submit comments to be read on all of our podcasts, including the ability to play Play One, Remake One, Erase One, and you're going to get a shout-out. You're going to get to hear me mispronounce your name like I'm about to do to most of these people. A huge thank you to our newest patrons. Hopefully I'm better at saying your names than I am at saying the word fucking podcaster. Uh, Matthew Wilson, Banjo Man Bradshaw, Echo the Dolphin, Ugh. Big Love, Matt Hamilton, Austin Oraz, Raiden Terwilliger, Ed, Michael Dautry, A Portio Comedy, I hope I said that right, Nomad, Point Break Swayze, Richard Lara, Tom, Jason Beagle, Jason Ross, Alice Sierra, Ryan LPC, Jenethy, Ryan Gua, Guay, Guay, Ryan Guay, Hank Scorpio. God, I'm bad at this. Daniel Deva Devore. I was going to say Devour. Is that Deva No, Daniel Devore. Freddie Fazqueer. James Black. Zachary Brown. Cody. Yoshido. Too Old for Hard Mode. Sam Carpenter. Matthew Pilar. Homeworld Games. Jim McConaughey. Donnie the Dude Walter. Kevin Ariema. Andrew Durbin, Nerdy Hybrid, Campbell, Campbell Atkinson, and Nicole and Gus. And I would also like to say congratulations, Nicole and Gus. And Nicole, Nicole and Gus. Fuck me. Podcast, Nicole and Gus. Congratulations, Nicole and Gus, on tying the knot this weekend. Uh, I think you're allowed to sign up for family memberships for video game subscriptions. You save a little bit of money now. So uh, congratulations from me and all the hot dogs here at RTG. And thank you all so much for the support. Patreon.com slash remember the game if you want to throw a couple of bucks my way and get a bunch of extra podcasts. And don't forget, 5% of our Patreon every month is going to be donated to uh, our Remember the Children 24-hour charity stream at the end of the year. So you're helping the kids out too. We're up to about $900 going into this Dollary Children's Hospital here in Edmonton. So uh, you get some podcasts. We donate some money. I get to buy food. Wins all around. And Finally, before I move on, if you're interested, you can find me over on Twitch a couple of days a week. Twitch.tv slash member the game, not remember. Uh, just throw us a follow and then you'll know whenever I'm on there and you can buy and see my nose and it's lots of fun. All right. 
That's enough blowing myself. Let's blow in some cartridges. It is our opening segment here on the show. I read a few comments and questions from our patrons, usually gaming related, but not always. And we call this segment Blowing in the Cartridge. He blows all right. He blows big time. That's it, honey. Get into the spirit. Let's blow our first blower this week is Donnie the Dude Walter, who wrote in and said, Mr. Blank, thanks for making such a great podcast. I'm a new patron, and this is the first show my cheap ass has ever coughed up money for. Anyways, to get to my question, does anyone else struggle when moving to a new console? My wife has taken over my console to watch things like the Great British Baking Show. As a result, I've been transitioning to handheld gaming. I'm used to an Xbox controller, and I just picked up a Switch. However, every time the game tells me to hit X, I end up hitting the wrong fucking button. Why do they do this to us? Thank you, Donnie. I fucking agree. I am looking at a PlayStation 5, an Xbox Series X, and a Nintendo Switch controller right now, and I know PlayStation calls their X, um, I think it's the Cross or whatever. All three of them, different fucking locations that just doesn't seem necessary to me. We have cross-play now. We have cross-platform. Let's get cross-controls. Let's all get on the same fucking page. I switch between the three systems all the time, and dude, it is such a mind fuck. It's so weird like if you're like fuck drop x do you remember in the very first xbox controller and like they had the abxy letters but they were red blue yellow green buttons why can't they be red blue yellow green why can't playstation come up with a new symbol and then nintendo can keep rolling with abxy because they were there first it would make it so much easier so yes it fucks with me too you're not alone donnie fuck oh god i oh Every time I die in a video game, I'm going to blame it on that from moving forward because it is such BS. Fucking drives me crazy. I um, We're on the same page here, Donnie the Dude. Thank you for writing in, my friend. Thank you for getting off a cheap ass, as you, as you said. I'm not calling you a cheap ass. You said it. And sponsoring the show, I appreciate that, buddy. Uh, Nicole Novak wrote in and said, What are your thoughts? on Hogwarts Legacy being released on the Switch along with the PS5. I know I'm excited as a Harry Potter fan, but I'm curious to see how it will work out. So I will just point this out. Um, I am not I'm not anti-Harry Potter. I am just clueless. I've never read one of the books. I've never seen one of the movies. Um, my buddy Tim was like really on me to listen to the audiobooks and said they were dope. And I told him I would and then I didn't. Sorry, Tim. Love you, buddy, if you're listening to this. But I do want to. I, I'm interested in Harry Potter. But as of now, I know nothing about it. So um, what are my thoughts on being released on the Switch from a like, oh my God, now I can play a portably uh, perspective. My thoughts are not. They're irrelevant because I'm not going to play this. I will say I'm a little skeptical of how this is going to run on the Switch. And I know there's a bunch of people that are really excited for this game. And I just, and listen, I'm going to, if you, if you're newer to the podcast, I'm a Nintendo fanboy. Like I play Xbox. I play PlayStation. I like both those systems a lot, but I am a Nintendo fanboy. So when I dunk on Nintendo, I do it out of love. Uh, the switch is starting to show its age. It is. And I'm not a graphics whore or anything. I care if my game is fun. I don't particularly care what my game looks like, but when you take games that are running on next gen consoles and port them over to the Nintendo switch, yeah, you're kind of pushing the envelope there a little bit. So all I would say is it's uh, I would be cautiously excited about it. But if you're someone that's excited for Hogwarts Legacy and the Switch is your preferred place of playment, I would wait for reviews on that one because I'm not convinced that game's going to run. But we'll see. I hope I'm wrong. I hope they knock it out of the park. We'll see. But I'm not convinced of that game. I've, I'm, I've, I think it's going to run well um, on PS5. 
I'm skeptical of how that game's going to run on the Nintendo Switch, though. Uh, thanks for writing in, Nicole. Uh, Alaskan Bullworm wrote in and said, Yo, Mr. Tip of My Backwards Cap Guy, where's the official Remember the Game hat over in the merch store? Uh, so, yeah, if you guys don't know, uh, I that's one of my phrases I go to is the tip of my backwards cap. If you've ever watched any of my stand-up or seen a picture of me, uh, I usually have a backwards baseball cap on. And uh, you know what? That is something that gets requested all the time. When are we going to release Remember the Game hats? And the answer is, I don't know. Um, I won't release a cheap hat. If I'm going to release, like, I listen, you should see the, I'm literally wearing, like, old Navy sweatpants with a giant hole in the crotch right now, one sock, no underwear, and a t-shirt that I bought on vacation six years ago. Like, I, I don't wear nice clothes. I don't care about nice clothes. I care about nice hats. Um, I won't sell them unless I know I can make something really good. So I appreciate those of you that have, and the problem with making them really nice is that I like to buy fitted hats and it's very hard to buy the right amount of like seven and five, eight, seven and three, eight, seven and a half, you know, and any of you that are hatties like me, you get it. That's a very delicate situation. So, uh, I hear the demand. I just haven't figured out how I'm going to do it, but at some point I would like to release hats. All right. Thanks for writing in bullworm. Ghost of Johnny Drip Drip wrote in and said, Inspired by our Final Fantasy VII redo episode, I finally did something I've never done before. I bought a PS1. And let me tell you, this machine is pretty sweet. I'm playing through Final Fantasy VII right now. I have 8 and 9 waiting afterwards, as well as Legend of Dragoon. Can't wait to delve deeper into this RPG heaven. Yeah, bro, shout out to the fucking original PlayStation. I'm not the world's biggest RPG fan, but I would absolutely listen to an argument that the PS1 is the greatest RPG console of all time. And before you're like, oh, I'm going to send him an email right now. Uh, I know the PS2 can give it a run. I know the Super Nintendo can give it a run. I know there's lots of systems that can give it a run. The PS1 has got a pretty banging RPG life. The PS1 is a banger. That's the first console I ever bought with my own money. And it was also my first ever non-Nintendo system. And like Final Fantasy VII, Metal Gear Solid, Tony Hawk Pro Skater, the sports games fucking twisted metal oh my god twisted metal smackdown ps1 brings the heat so enjoy your ps1 johnny drip drip and i hope you like final fantasy 8 because some people hate on it but those people are crazy and you can hear that episode in the archives of remember the game here if you're interested chris coplin wrote in and said hey adam with the recent attack on dave Chappelle during a stand-up set and a seemingly growing sentiment that it's acceptable to attack comedians for saying things you don't like since the will smith incident do you worry about the future of stand-up comedy are you being more cautious about where you perform or have you had to change or alter any of your material consciously or unconsciously out of the concern that something may happen uh yeah if you don't know i am a stand-up comedian in addition to being a podcast host uh, a part of me uh how do i say it a podcast host uh, I'm also a comedian. Um, no, I'm not worried about it yet. If it keeps going, then it might be like, hopefully it does become like a, like, okay. So like, I'm not making light of this situation, but you know how these fucking mouth breathing fucking virgin need to get some sunlight jack offs that probably cheat a college. I fucking hate them. You know, these people that have been running up behind female reporters yelling out a certain obscene line. You all know exactly what I'm fucking talking about. And these people are just fucking idiots. If like, it's really sad that that kind of became like this viral thing for a while. And I was like, Holy fuck. I hope you enjoy yelling at these reporters. Cause that's the closest you're ever going to get to a woman. You fucking Anyways, if it becomes something like that where it just becomes like normal to run up and smack comedians in the face or hit them, then yeah, I'll start to get concerned. Uh, but right now, I'm not too worried about it. I, I've i never altered any of my material for it. I'm not too concerned about it. And I do mostly crowd work. Most of my act is talking and kind of making fun of the audience a bit. Um, but to me, if you're like 
I've never worried about it. I'm like, I'm a pretty good comic. I'm not too worried about pissing people off. I think I'll be okay. Uh, so I'm not worried about it yet. But, you know. And I, for what it's worth, and I'm not going to get into this story today. I've told it before. But I have had two different people try to beat me up on stage before. And uh, neither one got their hands on me. So fuck both of you. I'm more scared of the comedians. There's a comedian here in Edmonton that's beat the fuck out of comics. I'm more scared of the comics than I am the fucking people that watch the shows. Uh, Darren's Johnson. <laughs> I love that handle. Wrote in and said, I've been watching my fiance play some of the Assassin's Creed games. I recently got her black flag and she isn't too impressed by the controls. She played through Odyssey origins and Valhalla. I'm not too into the series myself, but I keep encouraging her to stick through it because I hear, I hear good things. Adam, what are your thoughts on the whole Assassin's Creed franchise? I feel they're running out of ideas, becoming more of a gimmick than enhanced storylines, which I'm not following. Uh, yeah, I played the first two, uh, Ass Creed games. I, I just, I call them that by default. I'm sorry. I, pl I played the first two Assassin's Creed games and I, I just was kind of like, eh, all right. Like I, yeah, I, I'm not anti-Assassin's Creed. I just, yeah, they're, I think they're incredibly formulaic and like, listen, when the formula works, I don't really have a problem with that. Cause you could argue that Mario games are formulaic. I like Far Cry and those are very formulaic. So, um, I would, I would listen to an argument the uncharted games are pretty formulaic and i like them playstation as a whole and i like those games so i don't have a beef with it they're just not my particularly type of type of formula um but i do think they are running out of ideas that said haven't they been saying the next one that's coming up is going to be like a platform and they're going to be supporting it long term i think that's where they're going so i think they are trying to get away from that um because i agree with you they, they do need to do something i i think that yeah i think it's i think the i think the the uh the momentum is slowing down of the creed of assassins. Uh, thanks for writing in Jaren, <laughs> Darren's Johnson, uh, Oroku Saki's gardener. That's a sweet handle too. I was inspired by your episode about shadow of the Colossus. So I took a couple of bong rips and started it on 420 of this year, life, family, and other games kept me from marathon running through it, but I'm nearing the end now. And one of the highlight moments you mentioned was how great the ending was. I know you're very conscious about posting spoilers for the games you talk about on remember the game and expansion pass. And I'm excited to experience this ending for myself. But one of these days, would you consider doing an all spoiler filled episode of expansion pass where you talk about the best endings in video? Video games there are some games that my 30 year old uh, geriatric self would never get to sit down and play and i'd love for you and other members of the community to share some of their best final moments they've ever had with the game uh you know what that has been a topic like biggest plot twists or best endings has been a topic we've kicked around for expansion pass for quite a long time uh I, i'm gonna sit here right now and say the better chances than not that'll never happen not because i don't think it's a bad topic i think it's a great fucking topic but there's a lot of games that i myself haven't played and if we ever do that, um, you know, we're getting 50, 60, 70 comments an episode now from Patreons writing in. Uh, it's going to be 50, 60, 70 plot twists or game endings. And there's going to be a bunch in there that I haven't played. So then I'm going to get them spoiled for myself. So I don't... Um, the only way an episode like that would ever happen would be if I didn't take write-ins and I just talked about my favorite endings. Or if I took write-ins but said in advance these are the games you can talk about, which is a lot of work. You know what I mean? Like I, I try not to spoil anything for anybody else, but I don't want you to spoil for myself either. So that's a, that's a tricky episode to do. Um, but thank you for writing in Oroku. I hope you're enjoying shadow of the Colossus. I love that game. And finally, before we move on, it's letter time. It's letter time. And Trent Richardson, Wrote in and said, hello, Adam. Hello, Trent. How many... Hello, Newman. How many games are you sitting on that you have not completed or even started? Not 100% everything, but just the main storyline. Does it frustrate you or irritate you? I have a severe... Or I have a... I have... Holy cow. I have several physical and digital copies that I would like to play and can't ever seem to find the time. If I start one, it's usually a while before I get back to it, so I forgot what's going on and then I'm just starting another game and the cycle never seems to end. 
absolutely trains. And I guarantee you that every single person listening to this has gone through or constantly goes through that as well. Um, it doesn't bother me as much as it used to. There was a time where I was like, I don't want games laying around here that I haven't beaten. Like I got to beat a game and then I'll move on to the next game. And I don't buy games unless I plan to finish the games. Like if I'm not having fun, then I'll call it quits. But I used to like, I had a pretty good, I bet you I was batting about 800 for my completion rate for games for quite a long time. But then between PS plus and game pass and the Nintendo online and cheap games and cheap sales and this podcast and the number of games I picked up for this show and the mini consoles now full of games and everything. Uh, I've just given up. It's impossible. The only thing I do now is when I commit, I try not to commit to more than two or three games at a time. And I stick with those two or three until I'm either done or I'm like, this sucks and I've had enough and I'm not playing it anymore. Um, that like right now I'm playing Final Fantasy Tactics, Fable and Pokemon Gold all for the podcast. And I'm refusing to take on an, like I have WWE 2K22 sitting right here on my Xbox. I really want to fucking play it, but I'm like, I'm not going to touch it until I'm done at least one of these games because I, I really want to finish them all. And I hate walking away from a game and then forgetting where I was and not being able to find my way back. So I, uh, I play it safe these days. I try to take on two or three at a time and just play those until I've had enough. And then I usually keep one, uh, like distraction game going like a Mario Kart or MLB the show or Minecraft or something like that on the side as well. So that's how I deal with it, but don't let it bother you. If you haven't finished every game anymore, because as games get cheaper and more plentiful, it's going to be impossible to finish all of them. So don't sweat that shit at all, buddy. Thank you for writing in Trent. Thank you to everybody that wrote in this week. As always, uh, let's change things up and let's get into our smash hit segment. The official game show of remember the game industries, play one, remake one, erase one. And a huge thank you to Classic Concentration from the NES for unknowingly providing us with the theme music for the show. The rules are simple. Every week, I give our listeners three retro video games. They can play one as it was released, remake one as a modern game, and the third game is erased from time forever. And as always, there are no wrong answers, but there is a right one, and we'll get there in just a minute. I thought, since we're talking Yonoid this week, which is a game based 100% on the mascot of a giant corporation, we... Is Domino's, is it a, what makes a company a corporation? Is Domino's a corporation? Is it a conglomerate? Is it a franchise? Anyway, whatever. Uh, it's based on a mascot. Is it a, anyway. Uh, so I went with three more games based on big corporation slash company slash whatever. Three more mascots. Uh, we have Chester Cheetah's Wild Wild Quest. <laughs> That's a sweet name, but a horrible mascot. Cool Spot, who's that little seven up red dot guy with the shades and MC Kids which has a McDonald's logo on it, but I don't know if the kids actually work at McDonald's uh, or something like that. And for all of you that are like, this is like, like Jay Hampton wrote into us on Patreon and said, here comes double secret probation. Play cool spot, remake cool spot. It's the only game worth a damn this week. Come on, Adam. This is shit. <laughs> it is shit. I agree. But you know how hard it is to find three games that fit this theme? I tried. It is shit. I agree. You're still on double secret probation for not playing by the rules. Jay Hampton, if that is your real last name, first initial. Uh, but it is shit. I agree. Um, 35% of you this week voted to play Cool Spot, remake Chester Cheetah's Wild Wild Quest, and erase MC Kids. That's not what I would do. It doesn't matter this week. I haven't played any of these. Most of you haven't played 
fucking any of these. So let's see what a few of you have to say, and then I'll tell you what the right answer is. Dan Page wrote in and said, I'd play Chester Cheetah because I never played it. I'd remake Cool Spot because I really enjoyed it, but I think they could do some really cool stuff if they made it paper style, a la Paper Mario or maybe Parappa the Rappa. That's a good idea, actually. And I'd get rid of McKids because McDonald's Treasureland Adventure for the Genesis was a better McD- <laughs> was a better McDonald's game. <laughs> Those those three words, better McDonald's game, will never be said on this podcast again. But fair enough, Dan Page, McDonald's Treasure Land Adventure. <laughs> Good for McDonald's. My used to have my birthdays at McDonald's every year. And we would go to like the fucking uh like the play place. And my God, it was so much fun. Uh oh, McDonald's. Current Remember the Game Hall of Famer, which Mark McHugh, well, I don't think is actually the real Mark McHugh, wrote in, although it'd be fucking hilarious if that really was Mark McHugh and he signed up for a Patreon just to put himself back in the Hall of Fame. But anyway, uh, Mark McHugh wrote in and said, I haven't actually played any of these games, so I'll vote purely on how I feel about the brands. Play uh, McKids because McDonald's is delicious just the way it is. Agreed. Remake Cool Spot because 7up could use a rebranding by now. And erase Chester Cheetah because Cheetos have always made me sick so fuck that chad of a cheetah <laughs> that that chad of a cheetah cheetos have always made you sick cheetos are, i mean the big puffy cheetos aren't that good but like little thin crunchy crunchy ones they're pretty good they can't touch hawkins cheesies but they're pretty good uh sound logic i think a lot of people are gonna play with those types of rules just on the the the, the company they like best uh sukasa 07 Wrote in and said, play Chester because of Adam's Law, to be blunt. Remake Cool Spot because it was honestly a fun game and I'd love to see it with updated graphics. And then Erase McKids. While it was enjoyable as a kid, I say Erase this because much like every other McDonald's mascot, they too shall be erased from existence. The fuck they will, Sukasa. I'll be goddamned if I'll let the Hamburglar be erased from existence. That's not not on my fucking watch. Double Seeger probation. Nobody erases the Hamburglar. Uh, Homer kind of does. Shout out to anyone that gets that reference. He's already dead. Phil McCracken wrote in and said, play Cool Spot because I've actually heard of that game. And while I don't really have a reason to remake Chester, I know I want to erase McKids because that box cover has to be one of the laziest designs I have ever seen. You only have two colors to use on their clothes? No way this game is going to be any good. So originally I was going to make fun of you for deciding your logic that way. But you know what? Going back to like the 90s and stuff, we had to decide our games based on the box cover. And I will be honest, I agree agree with phil mccracken i'll fill your kraken based on these three box arts mckids is by far the worst one so i'm on board with that uh and then tantrum 70 wrote in and said my first time posting so exciting i'm such a sucker for those first timers uh i'm sure i rented the seven up cool one so i'll play it again i never played chester cheetah as we did not have a sega growing up but there's a ton of potential and then erase mcdonald's i'm sure we rented it also but i don't need a reason to think about it their food i don't need a reason to think about their food more than i already do oh their food is so good i don't want to hear it either every time i talk about mcdonald's food somebody will be like oh you can't eat that shit that shit's not good for you piss off it's fucking delicious. I don't care if it's good for me. It's fucking delicious. Eat me after I eat my McDonald's. Uh, I tried to find people that were going to write in and say play McKids, but the general consensus is that most people are erasing it. And all of you are wrong. Except current, remember the game, Hall of Famer Mark McHugh, who did say play, the, play McKids. I wouldn't play it. I would remake it. 13% of you voted the same way I did this week, including 
the evilest villain of all time, Hank Scorpio, who wrote in and said, play Cool Spot. You can drink 7-Up while you're gaming. Remake McKids. You can theoretically have a Happy Meal while you're gaming. Erase Chester Cheetah. You cannot eat Cheetos while you're gaming. Cheeto fingers are bad for your hardware. I'm not going to lie to you, dude. My play and remake are the, are the same order, but for different reasons. But that's absolutely why I'm erasing that shit. You don't eat those things while you're playing games. Cheesies and video games don't mix. Um, I myself would play Cool Spot because he's awesome. That little dot with like the cool gloved hands and the shades. It actually looks like a decent game and by far the coolest of these mascots. I'm, I'm on board, so I'd play Cool Spot. I would remake McKids, but here's my plan. All of you erasing this game are fucking crazy. I would make a game where you play as the kids. They're like 14, 15. It's their first job. They work at McDonald's. They make minimum wage. They have to prepare orders as they come in. But you have the option of playing it as a hero or a villain. And if you play as the hero, you just become like employee of the month to make all the food properly and end up managing your own chain at McDonald's. If you play as the evil character, then you get to mess up people's orders and spit in people's food and stuff like that. I think that'd be fucking hilarious. I would legitimately play that. So I'd remake McKids and then I'd erase Chester Cheetah's game because yeah you don't eat fucking cheesies while you're gaming plus i think chester cheetah has a drug problem and i'm gonna raise it so we can go get some help but you don't eat that shit while you're playing games so thank you to everybody that wrote in in what was most probably the worst edition of play one remake one erase one we've ever had what have i been playing over the last seven days and then we'll get into talking you annoyed uh i've been playing final fantasy tactics as you all know i'm into chapter four i'm near the end wrapping that bad boy up that'll be going live episode 200 on june 1st i'm also playing fable uh, right now to get ready for an episode of the podcast it's okay uh i hated it at first i like it now i don't think i'm ever gonna love it but i like it it's okay and then uh, pokemon gold i started but i haven't i've kind of um i'm gonna get it done this month but i've just kind of set it as three rpgs at once there's a lot of balls in the air so i'm gonna finish one of either tactics or fable then go all in on pokemon gold and save the world or whatever it is you do in pokemon games all right that's what i've been playing Let's talk Yo Noid. I know that's why you're all here. I like to give a few members of the community a chance to sound off about, or sound off about the game we're talking about before my guest and I hog the microphone. And we got a bunch of we got more comments on this game than I thought we were going to. Admittedly, uh, Joystick Cowboy, <laughs> I like that handle too. Wrote in and said, "I remember this game. I see what you did there. I rented it one weekend alongside the Wayne's World game. I love both of them for some reason. Oh, to be young and to just like bad things again." Also, why does Noid just order a pizza? We actually get into the storyline of this game in the episode. You'll find out why the Noid didn't just order a pizza. We're going to talk about that. But I agree, though. Uh, Zach Shepard wrote in and said, I would like a restraining order from this box art. Okay, thanks. That box art's not bad, Zach. You fucking snob. If it was the McKids box art, sure. But the box art to Yo Noid isn't that bad. Single secret probation for that. The box art's fine. Steve, it's not that bad. It's a purple Capcom box. Uh, Steve, yeah, Yankee Doodle Randy wrote in. He said a lot of good NES games came in those purple Capcom boxes. Exactly. Uh, my only real beef with this game is the skateboard level where you have to jump on the enemy's head just right or else you'll take damage. No, you don't take damage. You fucking die. There is no damage in this game. One hit fucking kills. But I agree with you, Yankee Doodle. I talked about that a little bit too. I hate the skateboard level in this fucking game. I fucking hate it. But it doesn't matter because the game's impossible anyway. Uh, Stephen Cunningham wrote in and said, as someone who loves pizza, I vowed to avoid the Noid as often as humanly possible. My dog also loves pizza. And whenever he begs for a bit, I make sure to give him a piece in the hopes that if the Noid ever does decide to make the biggest mistake of its life and try to ruin my pizza, my dog will tear that derelict to shreds. I think we should do it. I think we should be dedicating entire podcasts to preparations in case the Noid tries to ruin your pizza. 
that, that made me laugh. And then finally, Mike Peace wrote in and said, I always just assumed this was some pizza skinned rehashing of Burger Time or something and passed over it when it was a rental. Probably didn't help that I owned stupid ass Bible buffet on the NES. Had my fill of food themed games, Rimshot. I, I gotta be honest, I never played Bible Buffet. I didn't know that was a fucking game. Sounds terrible. Anyway, uh, no, I'm, I was gonna make some jokes about what would you eat at the Bible Buffet? It's just wafers and wine. But no, I don't want to fight. Anyway, I'm already, and it doesn't matter. Okay, let, <laughs> let's get into Yo Noid. I know that's why all you kids are here. Uh, my guest Tyler and I are ready to talk about this thing. So I'm soon gonna queue up some Yo Noid music. And when it stops, my pal Tyler and I are going to take you back to November 22nd, 1990 and talk about the time we tried to not avoid the Noid, but help him in the classic NES game, Yo Noid. Let's go, everybody. Enjoy the show. If you're hearing this, you're probably a gamer. And for our kind, nothing is as precious and valuable as our save files. Have you ever experienced the loss of a save file? It's soul crushing. Dozens, maybe hundreds of hours of work gone like that. But at the end of the day, it's a video game. It matters, but kinda, you know? That exact scenario, but with a work project, an essay for school, data for your business, that's no joke. That can be really serious. You need a safety net. And I got you, fam, with my partners over at CrashPlan. Visit CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. CrashPlan has been protecting people's data since 2001. And a couple years ago, they set out on their own with one mission, to provide the best damn cloud backup solution on the market. CrashPlan runs quietly in the background of your computer or Mac and every 15 minutes on the clock they create a new backup of every file that's changed in that time. So if something goes wrong, God forbid, you don't lose hours, lose days, lose weeks of work. Just log into your account and you can download your most recent backup from the secure cloud servers. And there's not just one backup. There's a laundry list of them. You can pick and choose which one you want. It's like the ultimate undo button. If if you work on a computer in any capacity, CrashPlan is a must-have. And if you're thinking, ah, that's for big businesses, I'm just Joe Schmo. CrashPlan protects Joe Schmo. They offer a ton of plans and tiers. So there's a crash plan for everyone from small one-person businesses like me to you fancy businesses in offices with staff and free donuts and all that stuff. Time is money. Why wouldn't you protect your work? Spreadsheets, diagrams, videos, art, podcasts. CrashPlan has you covered. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com RTG for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. Okay, so <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and say that this is a special episode because it, it's like it's not. It's fucking yo noid. But this is an episode that we have been teasing on this show for, I swear to God, like two, probably since episode 100. Uh, and actually, ironically, my guest this week is my guest from episode 100. Uh, right? You were. Yep, yeah, yeah. Episode one hundred was Halo, Halo 2. Two. Yes, that's yeah, uh, we've done so Halo many that was ever made. Yeah, we've done so many now that I can't keep track of what was what. Uh, my guest this week is my buddy Tyler. How's it going, man? I'm sorry that I kind of forgot which episode you were on, but how's it hanging? Uh, it's all good. I I'm really good. Uh, it's natural to forget that I've only been on six episodes, so I remember all of them. <laughs> Are you serious? You know the number? <laughs> no, 
I was like, what the fuck, dude? Like, I've been on way more than that. I just, I don't remember half of them. Just has like gone back and I've gone back and watched, like, listened to like the old Final Fantasy one. I was like, hey, that's me talking. Like, like framed, like like, fucking framed pictures around your house of like fucking just pictures of like a printed off screen of the episode, the ones you've been on. Yeah, that's fucking weird. And. Yeah, it's actually in my office at work, and I'm like, and uh, yeah. here is when I was on episode yeah. 100 of Remember the Game. Uh, I, it was an Halo 2 episode. I, I imagine it like The Simpsons when Homer brings Frank Grimes to his house and he's showing him all the things he's done, but it's just these like pictures of like still images of a podcast logo. Anyway, um, bro, we're, so we're talking Yo Noid, and anyone that hasn't played this that is maybe like, all right, like. I guarantee you we have people listening to this episode that don't have any idea what this game is. They just listen every they, week. Like this not, is not, not only do they not know not only do they not know what the game is, they don't know what the noid is. Dude, they're oh my god. I was streaming this game uh Thursday afternoon, the day we're recording this. I was streaming this game on Switch. And yeah, we had one of our younger listeners that was like, So what is this guy exactly? Isn't he like the pizza thing? And I was just like, you fucking kids today, like, you don't, like, listen, the mascots you know, today, I don't mean to be the old man on the soapbox, but the kids today don't understand mascots. Because, like, what's a mascot today? Like, Tony the Tiger still exists, but he fucking sucks. When I was a kid, we had the fucking, we had the Noid, we had Chester Cheetah for the Cheetos, we had Cool Spot, the little 7-Up fucking spot guy, we had that Sprite had guy. Fido Dido as well. Yeah, that's Is the that Sprite, Sprite guy, guy, right? Fido Dido? Yeah. Yeah, 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 he was awesome. We had like the Tricks Rabbit, like we had cool yeah. mascots when I was a kid. Um, so anyway, for any of you that are listening to this, that maybe you just listen every week, even if you don't know the game, and you're like, I have no idea what the fuck this game is. Oh, get comfortable, my friends. We have a story to tell you because this game has been one we've been teasing for like two years. That people, I can't believe it, but people have been asking for this game. And I got to say, I'm going to ask you before I tell my story, but like, I didn't think anyone played this except for me. Like, did you have, cause you have been all over covering this game. Like, did you own this game? I owned it. Yeah. My brother and I played it relentlessly until we discovered like super dodgeball. And I, I can't even remember what would have replaced it. It's like one of those 76 in ones where it had everything on it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, because like one I owned one of those hacked the Japanese cartridges where you didn't know what it was saying, but you're like, "This is fun." I yeah, guess mm-hmm. I'm up. I had one of those when I was a kid too. We had thirty-one and one. My dad brought it back from Cambodia when he was over there with the military, <laughs> and I loved that fucking cartridge. And it was like in yeah, two halves. So cool. It like put it was like two pieces yeah, of a cartridge. It, it was fucking. And was weird. it gold on the bottom half? Uh, ours was blue. Oh, I had one that was gold on the bottom half. Yeah, they were neat. separated. It was two cartridges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, we had Noid when I was a kid too. We got this game. I don't remember where we got it, but I, I was saying like, I'm assuming my parents got this. Like, I have to at imagine Domino's Pizza. No, they got it <laughs> no. At Domino's Pizza. <laughs> I got to imagine they fucking saw it in like a discount bin and were like, "Hey, the kids will get a you know, it's a video game." Because that's the thing, and that's the thing, Tyler is. And we're going to get into the game and whether or not it's good. And it is actually a pretty good game. And we'll get into all that in a minute. But, like, when you were a kid, and I don't know if kids are still like this today. Because you have so many games today. you got Fortnite and Apex Legends, these free games. And you can get Game Pass and, and all this stuff. But, like, when you and I were kids back in, like, the 80s, my mom could bring home a game like this. 
And like, if I was like now, if this game came out, I'd be like, that looks stupid. I'm not fucking playing that. But I was a kid, bro. When you're little, every game is Super Mario Brothers or Sonic or insert your favorite game. Every game is special because it's a video game. We all had shitty games that we played when we were kids. And I'm sure that when we got yo Noid, I was like, I love it. I got a new video game. I don't even care if it's good or not. It's a new video game. Like every game yeah. was a treasure back then. You know, I don't know if kids feel like that today. Spoiled little bastards. <laughs> I don't think they do. No, and I don't either. Screw them for it. Yeah. Screw them for it. Yeah. So this game, I just want to get this out of the way right up. We're going to get into like the details of how this is a platformer. It's a simple platformer. Uh, you're right. We have to have a couple of listeners that don't know who the Noid is. If you don't know, and I don't think the Noid is around anymore. I think like there was like a legal thing and the Noid isn't around anymore. But, oh, really? Yeah, I think so. I, we're not going to get into it. This isn't... We'll, I, I hope your listeners fact check that and uh, send in information about it because I have no idea. Yeah, maybe I'll start... I, I, I'll start another podcast all about the history of the Noid. The Noid <laughs> podcast. But, like, yeah. I'm sure a lot of you probably, like, anyone that doesn't know, the Noid was the mascot for Domino's. And he was this fucking weirdo in this, like, red bunny suit. I guess. Yeah, I'd say like the modern equivalent of a onesie. Yeah. Uh, you know, and like a raver, raver's onesie with like a, or, you know, like a mask thing with ears, like a bunny onesie, I guess. Yeah. And he would just steal pizza. Like that was his whole thing was you had to protect your pizza from the Noid. And he was a Domino's pizza uh, mascot. And like. Yeah, kind of like the Hamburglar, right? Yeah, he was. Yeah, he was the Hamburglar, any of the other, like the Chester Cheetah and all those other mascots we just mentioned. And the thing is, is like, listen, everybody knows that the NES was infamous for just shit licensed games. There's so fucking many. Chances are your favorite movie or TV show or fucking mascot got a shitty video game on the NES. And I got to say, bro, like, I don't know if I would put Yo Noid. In like the class of say like a Chippendale Rescue Rangers or uh, what's one of the other Ducktales? Like I don't know if I would put them in the class of like one of those top echelon licensed games, but I would put them in that like solid B tier. Like this is not a terrible video game. No, I would say it's as hard as Ducktales was though. Like it's, Ducktales, it's hard, is a hard yeah. side Yo Noid is fucking vicious, and we'll get into that. But like the difference is though, there's games like um, dude, like back. Did you ever play the Back to the Future NES game? Uh, yeah, I don't quite remember it clearly. I rented it once. Yeah, that's all you need. It sucks. It sucks, and it's <laughs> it's like ridiculously hard. But it's because the game is designed like a bag of shit. Silver Surfer, ridiculously hard, yeah. but that's because it sucks. This is one of those ones I don't like I think it's maybe sacrilege to compare this to Batman for the NES cuz this isn't as good as Batman but it, what I mean by that is like this one is tough but not because of poor design necessarily it's not broken it's just tough it's just a hard video yeah. game um yeah getting the getting the timing like it 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 moves fairly fluently the, but it's just the timing is really tough yeah like, and so like, like you said and that's what I was going to say is like, so first of all, I just, I didn't even know this until I just sat down to get ready to do this podcast. This is a Capcom game. And, uh, yeah. man, Capcom brought the fucking heat on the NES. God, they were, they were, they're like, are they, this is a controversial take. Is Capcom the best developer on the NES outside of Nintendo? I would, yeah. Or, uh, what's the one that makes, um, not Comico. Uh, now I sound like Konami? A, the worst guest ever. Konami. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I was thinking I think like between, Konami's there too. 
Capcom, Konami, and then Nintendo. But like, I'd I'm thinking Capcom like, and Konami. man, like Capcom had fucking the Mega Man's, obviously, which everyone knows. I I love Mega Man. Yeah. But they had the Mega Man's. They had, I think they did like Chip and Dale. Uh, I think they did Ducktales. Um, man, like, yeah, Capcom fucking brought the heat on the NES. But anyway, uh, so Yo Noid. So this is one of their licensed games, and like Tyler said, like Yo, like this game. It's a platformer. If you've never played it, it's a side-scrolling platformer, and you just control the Noid, and you basically you have a yo-yo for a weapon, and you jump, and it's classic NES jump over bad guys or hit them with your weapon and and go from left to right. Um, I was just replaying it to get ready, and like it handles pretty good. The controls are tight. The controls react. He jumps when you want him to jump. He shoots his yo-yo when you want him to shoot his yo-yo. The the graphics I think are are great. Um. I want to do the bad first. Like my biggest beef with this game, I think is there's a lot of cheap deaths in this game. Like, and I, I know that I blame deaths of like anytime I die, a death is cheap, whether it was actually cheap or not, it was cheap. But like in this game, there's a lot of those enemies dude that like, you don't know they're coming until you get there and you jump and get killed by them once. And then, you know, like next time don't jump yet because the fish is going to come out of the water there or whatever. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, so you know, but the, like the way to yeah, it's and it's really tough with games like that. So then it's just replay, 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 and learn the patterns. That's right? all it is. Yeah, and, and like your saving grace is that super scroll thing where you could cast a spell. Like something's coming at you, you quickly cast it. But if you use it up after like two or three casts, you're you know you're screwed, right? Yeah, and I wanted to talk about that too. So like I already mentioned, all you can really do is jump and shoot your yo-yo, and you can't jump on enemies unless you're on a vehicle, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, but you also can pick up these scrolls. There's little scrolls and there's big scrolls and a little scroll gives you a little bit of magic and a big scroll gives you a whole bunch of magic, but you can also hit a big scroll with your yo-yo and open it up and then it'll show you what power you're going to pick up. And if you've never played it and you're trying to picture what I'm explaining in your head, uh, I was thinking of Castlevania and how like you pick up like the, the throwing ax or the holy water. Um, and then you also pick up the hearts that fill up your meter and then you can use your magic ability, but when you use it, it takes a bunch of your magic away. Um, or Ninja Gaiden is another one that it kind of steals like this ability from. Um, and like, I, I like that mechanic. I, it just feels a little bit, I'm curious to know if you think this, like it's okay. Like it adds a little bit of extra value to the game because you can use these magic abilities, but like. I was like, you can't, you can't convince me that you didn't steal this from Ninja Gaiden in Castlevania. Like even the little meter <laughs> at the bottom of the screen looks exactly like the oh. one from Castlevania, like the little rectangles. It's a hundred percent a ripoff, right? Like I it mean, looks like I mean, they right click. I mean, inspired by, yeah. I mean, inspired by, <laughs> but at the same time though, dude, like though. And like, and there's only, so when I was playing it today, the only magical powers I could get was I could get the um, the pizza crusher, which basically kills any enemy that's on the ground. There's like a, a snowflake, which kills any enemy on the screen. There's a, like yeah. a ninja costume. That's the, best, that's the best one is the snowflake. Yeah. The ninja oh, costume yeah. doesn't replace the skull, the, the uh, scroll one, though. It just makes it so that you are invulnerable, right? Like the Mario star. Yeah. You can like, you can... Uh, yeah, you can turn into like a ninja or there's um I got one where you shoot your yo-yo way farther and faster. But like the only one that's worth a damn is the snowflake, which kills everything. Yeah. But it also takes like fucking half of your magic. And it takes a long time to fill your magic up. 
So like you can't spam those. Like when I play Castlevania, I'm spamming the holy water or the axe or whatever I have. Uh, this game, like you're not spamming shit, especially if you're using the snowflake. And like you have no, you get like one blast and then you need to refill it. And, um, and that's where I was going with this. Like going back to like my main criticism of it is it's just, it's not a bad platformer. It's like, and I love platformers. And I was like, this is not terrible. It just, it's a little cheap. It just feels like, I don't even know if unpolished is the word I'm looking for. It just like, I feel like a play tester would have played this and been like, there's literally no way to know that enemy is coming until you let it kill you once. And I hate enemies like that. That shit drives me yeah. fucking insane. Um, the good thing is that this game, like the enemies spawn in the same place every time. So it's just a matter yeah. of, of, like you said, just putting in the reps and you'll know they're coming and then they're pretty yeah, easy very predictable. Um, the other thing about this game is there are no, uh, there's no extra hits. Like there's no getting a mushroom. And then like, if you dude one hit and you die and you know what I noticed today replaying it, the hit boxes in this game are fucked. Like enemies oh, will yeah. kill you. And they're literally like a, a fucking like a pinky nails. Like, I mean, if you hold up your pinky right now and look at it and like, like, I don't know. What is that? A half inch from like one side of your pinky to the other side or whatever the fuck that is. Like, that's how big of gap it is from where the enemy is on the screen. And when it hits you, just don't let anything in the vicinity of you because it'll fucking kill you. It's fucking garbage. That's right. Anyway, and, I'm well, sorry. And, I'm and then even, even no, but, it, but it's even like when you land on platforms and stuff like you, it'll look like you're not standing on the platform. Oh, and you are being carried by it. Like uh, a lot of the moving moving crates and stuff like that. The, you the, think you're about to fall in water or something. You're like, Oh no, I'm on, on, okay, I'm on the, the platform. The very first level in this game, you're on like docks and you're like walking through the water. And like, I assume that what they're trying to do is make it seem like the water is splashing up and down, but it seems like the docks are sinking and then rising back up out of the water. doesn't matter. But, um, yeah. if you're standing on a dock and that dock goes completely underwater, you die. And it doesn't matter if it just like, right down to the top and up like just barely and it's just like this game is looking for reasons to fucking kill you and i don't know if that's intentionally designed or not i think it is because i think capcom at this point knew enough about a good video game to not kill you accidentally but like this game is looking for ways to kill you it is so heartless i i was playing it today and i got further than i think i ever did as a kid uh like i've never beaten this game have you ever beaten this game no, never. No, I made it to the under underground, and that was as far as I could do. It's like so... not the sewers past past the sewers to the underground level. Ugh, I got to like a warehouse today, and that was where it killed me. It was this fucking like like an alley or something, and I died there. Um, another thing this game does that I don't like very much. Obviously, we still have to talk about the pizza eating contests, and I, I definitely oh, want to yeah. get into that. Oh yeah, but I fucking fucking pizza eating contest but before that this game and i and I've, I've rant about this every time we talk about a platformer if anyone listening to this makes video games and you make platformers you don't have to put gimmick levels in your game this game has got a level where you have to skateboard and it fucking sucks this game has got a level where you have to you have like a propeller pack on your back and it basically is like a swimming you, level but in the air yeah 
you have to like jump to make it fly. It's so annoying. And I it, like the skateboard level though, but uh, I'll keep <laughs> the flying. Yeah, I don't, like the skateboard level is better than the flying level. The flying level oh, plays flying exactly one. like Flappy Bird. Um, yeah, yeah, that's oh yeah. And there's no way to play defense. It, you have no attacks, it, and if one thing comes close to you, it kills you. Yeah, it's what inspired Flappy Bird, actually. Yeah, no, Yo Noid inspired Flappy Bird. <laughs> I loved, I loved Flappy Bird. Maybe someday we'll do a remember the game off Flappy Bird. I love that fucking game. Yeah, but um, you you can't get it anywhere now. Right? I know. Like there was a guy that made it, like made bank, and then was sick of the fame or something, and like took it offline and oh, like went into hiding or something. I thought it was a uh, a conscientious like. Oh, I've created, uh, you know, a heroin for people and he took off. I don't know, maybe, but I wish I still had it on my phone. I love that game. Um, so yeah, so this game's got a couple of gimmick levels and like, they're not, the thing about this game is like, oh dude, there's, have you ever been to the, have you ever gotten to the auto scrolling level? That's the circus. Yeah. It's so fast. Like I've never played an auto scrolling level like that. Like, do you remember there's like a, there's one battleship in Mario three in world eight that just flies across the screen that's what this fucking carnival level was like and i was like i don't i hate auto scrolling levels when they're really slow because there's no way to get through them faster so it was nice that it was going fast but i was like okay noid like calm your tits this is a little much that was fucking fast i just if you're making a platformer you don't need all these gimmicks just make platforming it's not that i don't know I, do you feel that way? Like, do you like it when they change it up with these odd levels? I hate it, but that's just me. Uh, you know, I, I don't mind because it would be really repetitive. It was just the same side scrolling every time. I don't mind it if it's well done. I found it, like like you said, I did not like any of the gimmick levels in this, except for I, I did like the skateboarding. I thought it was a, I don't know. I mean, the skateboarding level is the I best also, of a bunch, but. Yeah, I'm also remembering it when I was uh, like, from when well, I don't know what I, how I would have been like seven when I was playing this in like 1992. And I think it came out like two years before that. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, I so, was playing it today and like the skateboarding is okay. It's not, it's just that like, again, like I just want a platform, you know? And the thing is, is like when they just stick to platforming, I think they do a good job. Like the dock level, yeah. you're, you're dealing with the docks that are going up and down. There's an ice level where you, you slide like classic ice level. There's one where you're jumping on more docks, but you're also jumping into a boat. And you have to use the boat to get from dock to dock. There's like a sewer yeah. level where you're underneath, you know, like it, they find ways to change it up. Like Capcom, they, they know how to make a platformer. You know what I mean? Like, I just thought that it's felt a little shoehorned in some of these stupid gimmick vehicle levels, but they're not the worst I've ever played. I just, I just, I prefer straight platforming. Um, the levels are hella short too. Like, yeah, you can beat a level in like 45 seconds if you know what you're doing. Oh yeah, you could turbo through them, especially once you've started memorizing them. I mean, and then yeah. at the end of each level, it's that pizza game, which yeah, you know, is is a thing. And like, okay, so if you've not, if you've never played this, uh, after every couple levels, you have to go to this pizza eating contest, which is basically like a boss fight in this game. It's a pizza eating contest, and I'll you know what? Before I voice my opinion, I'll ask like, do you like them? Do you like the pizza eating contest? Uh, when I was little. And played it. I uh, I didn't know. Like like I said, I was probably like like I said six seven, and I was just clueless. I was like, what? I was just putting random, pushing random buttons, and then uh, I've gone back and like watched videos and been like, ah, simple math. I see. 
So I probably would have liked it more if I knew what like multiplication was at the time and yeah. to play the game. Like I thought they were great when I was a kid because I love math and I love like math problems and I thought they were fun when I was a kid. But like I was playing them today and I'm like And and just just to just to point out, you are a few years older than me and probably was in school and had taken math at that point. Sure, agreed. I'm yeah. Pretty sure I hadn't taken any math classes yet. Like totally oblivious to <laughs> mathematics. Yeah, like could cat could count to 10. Woo. Could, could, yeah, you're right. And that was like the one subject I got too was math. But like as a kid, I liked them. As an adult, I was like super stoked for the pizza eating contest. And I was like, boy, this gets fucking tedious fast. Holy shit. So yeah. if you've not done it, you basically square off against another Noid. And they need to eat like, I don't know what the number is, but they need to eat like two dozen pizzas to beat you. And in the first one, you need to eat like 14 or whatever. And then it grows to like 18 and then 22. And then like you, you know, every boss fight, you need to eat more pizzas. And the first one to eat their required amount of pizzas wins. And how it works is you both have like a grid of cards and it goes to your opponent first. And the cards are basically numbered like one through five pizzas. But like for them, it's just like literally like a random, like they spin a wheel and the, and the pointer stops on a card. And then that's the card that they play. So say they play a two pizza, then it goes to you. And then you can choose from like one, two, three near the end. You start getting four pizza cards and you choose what card you're going to play. And then it takes the difference and whoever has the higher number gets to eat the difference in pizzas. So if they play a three and you play a two, they get to eat one pizza. If you play a three and they play a one, you get to eat two pizzas. And it's really just simple, basic mathematics. What is kind of neat about it is during the level, you can pick up extra cards and find hidden extra cards. And they give you powers. You get stuff like the ability to multiply your pizzas by two. Multiply your pizzas by three. So you can play a times two, then play a three pizza card. And now you eat six pizzas. And the computer doesn't yeah. get the ability to do that. And you can also pick up pepper and hot sauce that you can play instead of a, a number card. And then you sabotage your opponent's card by putting it on their pizza, which I always thought was fucking hilarious as a kid. Um, oh, I, I thought it was the best. I just had no idea how to beat them. It yeah. was all random. <laughs> like, now, like now as an adult, I'm playing it. And I'm like, this is literally just the most basic mathematics. If they play like yeah. a three, four, or five pizza card, then you just play a one or two and like let them have their couple. And anytime they play a one or a two, you break out your multipliers on your biggest card, stack them up, and you beat them. And it just becomes like it's just a, it's just tedious. Like it's a really cool idea. I just think it's it's just like the most like again. You're right. As a kid, you're like wow. As an adult, you're like oh Jesus Christ. And I don't know why <laughs> these are in there outside of the fact that like this is obviously Domino's Pizza's mascot, and there's no other references to pizza in this game. No, hardly any. Like, wow. there's you don't pick up pizza in levels. You don't throw pizza anywhere. Like, there's no your, your pizza. Re your reward, if you save New York, is a stack of pizzas. Sure. But, like, like when you play the Ninja Turtle games back in the day, like, you would pick up pizza. That's how you get your health back. And, like, yeah. like, I'm shocked that they didn't find a way to work. Like, maybe you pick up a pizza and that's an extra life. Or you pick up a pizza and... You get an extra hit or something. There's no pizza. And it's not bad. It doesn't break the game. But I'm just like, this whole, like, imagine, like, I, I'm i trying to think if I ever played, like, the Cool Spot game, like the 7-Up guy. Like, there must be some kind of reference to 7-Up in those games. 
oh, tons in the seven up game, like sure. tons. You're, you're, you're looking for the, you like pick up little seven up caps and stuff. That's your like, uh, coins from Mario. Oh, okay. the whole well, level are designed. <laughs> yeah. So like, how is there no references to pizza on this? So like, I assume that that's why they put these stupid pizza eating contests in, but even the pizza eating contests, you're not outside of a Domino's pizza. It's just like some generic little small town mom and pop pizza place. I don't understand. Like, did Capcom not tell Domino's that they were going to use their mascot and make a game? Like, how the well, fuck did I they would... do this? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Podcasting is a weird job because I talk to you nerds all the time. Every day, I tell you all about my life, the good and the bad. The ugly, I kind of keep that offline. And it's not that I don't want to talk about it. I'd love to talk about it. I just need to pick and choose who I talk to. We all have stuff that just lives in our minds, rent-free, 24-7. Talking about them can really help because the longer you keep something bottled up, the more likely it is to blow. You've heard me say it before and you're going to keep hearing me say it. Therapy is the way. Therapists can be that ear to bend when you really need to get something off your chest and don't know who to talk to. And BetterHelp is a great way to go about it. I don't BS you guys. I don't say I've used something if I've never used it. I've personally talked to a BetterHelp therapist about the stuff going on in my personal life, and I genuinely found it helpful. To have someone to talk to that doesn't have any skin in the game, that can just listen and try to help me come up with a roadmap to get through the tough times... It's just invaluable. It has seriously really helped me. I've talked to my therapist through video and you can do it that way or you can do it over the phone or even just over chat and they give you as many schedule options as possible so you can work a session in around your life. It's licensed therapy as convenient as it gets. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash RememberTheGame today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash RememberTheGame. I wonder if they programmed, like had it all programmed and then Domino's approached and was like, listen, we need you to, you know, make us a game. And then they just threw their Noid skin as the character, like replaced oh, the main character. Like they were already making another game and then, yeah, yeah maybe, I don't know, I want, maybe, I don't know. Because that's happened a lot. That happens even with movies. So. Sure. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Because I just like, the pizza eating contests are a cool gimmick, but they get really they get really boring really fast because you know exactly what you're supposed to do. Just wait for the opponent to use their little cards and then drop everything you have on them. Uh, yeah. But those are now that said, I have infamously many times ranted about how much I hate boss fights. Uh, I prefer these stupid peace eating contests to like a really cheap, crappy boss. This is better than that. This is better than yeah, fighting I, the T-Rex yeah. dinosaur thing in Spart versus the space mutants. I would rather do the peace eating <laughs> contest. So, um, so I'm trying to think. But you'd rather play you'd rather play the Mega Man bosses than the PC eating cards. Oh anyway. yeah, no question. Yeah, but I'm trying to think there like because I want to talk about good stuff and like is there some good stuff to say? I like have you got it? Like I don't. I think that's about it. Cheap deaths. The PC eating contest sucks. Some of the gimmick levels can yeah. be annoying. There's no checkpoints in the levels, but that's not the end of the world because the levels are pretty short. So you never played the boss? You never played the whack-a-mole thing? The whack-a-mole thing? I don't think so. What's that? Okay, so like near the end of the game, and I only know this because like my buddy who was older than me beat the game while I was watching. So I've never beat it. I just am like, oh yeah. The end of the game when you fight the last guy, like the it's like a hockey goalie or something like that, and you do this whack-a-mole thing. No, I don't think I ever got there. Was it fun? 
Uh, yeah, it's different. <laughs> he hesitates. Oh, well, it was, <laughs> it was there. I, I mean, yeah, you're just really playing whack-a-mole with a goalie. So it's like this little, like, side game. And there's a, I don't know, like a beaver or a raccoon or something. It's, it's weird. <laughs> it's what like a whole fuck? other thing. Dude, anyone that's never played this game is 28 minutes into this discussion, and they're like, what the fuck is this? And it's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> I don't get it either. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't remember that part. Um, yeah, it, I, I think it was like a little side game. Like I, I just remember there was a goalie with wild hair and you, you know, the ice skating level, yep. it's like all the bad guys from the ice skating level, like the little hockey guys. Okay. I assume that ice so skating level is what they think Canada is. There's like an angry polar bear <laughs> that plays hockey and then another hockey player and then a curler. And I just assume that that's yeah. what they think that Canada is, is that, and you're not wrong. That is kind of what we are. That no, absolutely. Yeah. Um, all right. 110%. Okay, so that aside though, like and like not even all those are complaints. Those are just the parts of the game that I don't like love love. Um to me the first thing that stands out about this game and I remember it from being like I can picture this game in my head from playing it as a kid and I know it now from playing it just today, but like uh <laughs> maybe it's a hot take to say this is one of the best looking games on the NES. That might be a little much, but this is a good looking I- video game. Yeah, it, it ages surprisingly well too. Like I, I've gone back and watched a YouTube video to prepare for this. Yeah, like you and, could you, and, you you could almost yeah, convince noise, me this is a Super Nintendo game. Oh yeah, like early Super Nintendo because like the characters all look like it looks like Mega Man X, but just a little bit crappier. Like yeah. like you can tell what everyone is. The you know it's pushing the limits of the nest for sure. Yeah, and like everything is big and bright and colorful. I love the backgrounds. There's like moving stuff, yeah. like the water splashing and things like that. Um, and you know what else, dude? I... Is like, th- like, so one of my like, if you if you were to ask me what's the best looking game on this on the original Nintendo, one of the games that pops into my mind is Kirby's Adventure, which came out right near the yeah. end. But that's a great looking video game. Uh, yeah, but that hands down. But that game fucking chugs. Like that game makes the NES crawl sometimes. So does like Mega Man Six. Uh, I don't. I don't think I experienced any slowdown playing this. Now, granted, there's usually not more than like one enemy on the screen at a time. Like the levels are pretty empty. But like it yeah. runs. Considering how big and bright and colorful it is, this game runs silky smooth. And I was really impressed by that. I was like, this is a. From that perspective, this is a quality platformer. Uh, yeah, just and like I really yeah. the backgrounds and the and the way the foreground moves and stuff like that, like that's kind of a that's kind of ahead of its time. Shit, there some of that stuff. Like, I would argue this looks better than some of Capcom's best known NES games, like Chip and Dale or Ducktales. Like, I would argue this looks better than those. Yeah, I'd agree. And which definitely and maybe that seems crazy because again, it's fucking. Noid, <laughs> but like it really yeah. does you know it looks it looks great the well, enemies look great too yeah well it looks better than like double dragon lots of the games that are on the nest oh the way better. super oh. contra yeah like yeah 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 like but again though like and now that i'm thinking about it like the levels are kind of empty sometimes you'll kill an enemy and then you go 10 or 15 seconds before you run into another well not that long but you, you run a few seconds before you run into another enemy and if there were more enemies maybe it wouldn't be able to run as smooth as it does. Like maybe that was the trade-off. Maybe they had more enemies in it. And then they were like, this game can't keep up if we have more in there. Cause a game that looks this good. Shouldn't be able to run that smoothly on the NES. In my opinion. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I mean, it does make up for the lack of enemies with the difficulty of the terrain. Like, it's hard oh, moving around. So. The platforming in this game is fucking... <laughs> like, not... And I don't think the platforming is cheap, really, at all. Uh, I think it's the where, where it gets cheap is trying to nail the platforming while dodging enemies that'll kill you in one hit with giant hitboxes that come out of nowhere. But the, so you gotta the, use the frost scroll, frost scroll, and kill everything. Yeah, the frost scroll. Yeah, or you can get the pizza crusher, that like pogo stick thing. Um, yeah, that I awesome. love that. It only lasts for like fifteen seconds, but you're on this like giant pogo stick. But instead of a tiny little spring at the bottom, there's this giant triangle that you obviously would crush pizzas. Uh, you fucking fly on that thing. It's like it reminds me of the boot from Mario Three, the green Goomba boot. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's awesome. I, yeah, I love the pizza. You just don't get it very often, which sucks. I wish it showed up more often. Um, but yeah, like it, it, it plays good. It's you get a lot of lives too, because it's one of those games that keeps track of your points, which is obviously a forgotten thing these days. But like you're constantly racking up lives because you can't pick up extra continues. Uh, you can't pick up one ups. You, you are there are no checkpoints. You do get three continues, but there are no checkpoints. So like racking up your points in this game fucking matters. Cause you need those extra lives. Uh, cause this yeah. game will fucking kill you. <laughs> will kill you. Um, the fucking soundtrack is really good too. Like, I don't know. If yeah. You, yeah. Can you, like, I, I can remember I some of the songs. Yeah. I wouldn't know. I absolutely, I wouldn't hold it to the same uh, level as like the Mega Man soundtracks. I've no. talked about how I love, love those soundtracks yeah. and they've been remixed in countless, you know, uh, EDM songs. So, Listen, but it's definitely hot, good. Hot take. I, I don't like there are fucking world famous bands that can't stack up against Mega Man soundtracks. You too. Right. You too can't touch <laughs> Mega Man soundtracks. And you can quote me yeah. on that because I fucking hate you too. But they can't touch Mega Man soundtracks. But um, like this game's got it has like a Saturday morning cartoon soundtrack. It's really upbeat and kind of like energetic. And it's it's not it's fun. It's fun to listen to. I don't know. I Especially because it's not like Chip and Dale or DuckTales where they had a theme song to play off of. Yeah, I don't, exactly. Yeah, I don't think the Noid had a theme song. <laughs> no, I don't think so. Maybe the Domino's know. theme song. I don't know what the Domino's theme song Yo, I'll ask you, you know what? Like, not to get too off topic, but like, we never ate Domino's pizza when I was a kid. I, I bet you I was in my 20s before I had Domino's pizza. I don't even know if we had them around. Like, both of us grew up in a small town near a very, like, uh, I say a very big city near a big Canadian city. Yeah. To put it into retrospect, that's like the smallest American city there is. Yeah. Um, so we definitely didn't have a Domino's where we grew up. We had like pizza hut. Yeah. Like that and was, it wasn't until like, like within maybe the last, I don't know, 15 years that, you know, there's been a pizza hut here. Yeah. Pizza hut's what we would eat when we were kids. Cause like, I remember seeing Domino's in the original Ninja Turtles movie. Like where yeah. he hands it down through the sewer drain. And like, I love the Domino's pizza box, the white box with the red and blue Domino on it, but their pizza, yeah, yeah, yeah. like I could take or leave their pizza. It's okay. So I just like, I know the Noid more than I know their pizza. This game. I just realized this now, this, this video game is my connection to Domino. Like I know this game more than I know the pizza that the mascot, this game is based on is the mascot for. <laughs> like like I, like I don't know if that says something to Domino's Pizza or not, but yeah, Capcom, I, Capcom success in marketing. Good job. Yeah, you won. I know the I know the mascot more than I know the fucking guy he's the mascot for or the company he's yeah. the mascot for. 
Um, and I want to know the story is of the evil green Noid on the cover that's like out to get him. Like, I don't know well, if he's like no. an evil Noid or not. Well, he's like evil doctor something or other. It says at the beginning of the game. And he's released these creatures all through New York. Most of the people you fight are people. Like, there's New York plumber guy and... Oh, yeah! Like, oh, my you're God! You're fighting evil creatures the whole time. That's where I was like, oh. Some of the enemies I in this picked- game? Oh, my God. You fight the fucking Elvis impersonator with the plungers? In the city, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and like if you if you've never seen it, look it up. It he looks like it looks like Elvis carrying a plunger, just walking around trying to stab you with his plunger. <laughs> and yeah, there's like an evil polar bear dressed as a hockey player. There's like a curler that shoots his curling stones at you. I'm I'm on the Wikipedia page, and the plot is two sentences. <laughs> in, in Yonoid, wild creatures led by Mister Green are running amok around New York City. As they cause havoc, the mayor of New York decides to call upon the Noid to stop his evil duplicate, save everyone, and give him a massive pizza reward. That's the plot to Yo Noid. And you know what's awesome about that? That's a deeper plot than any Mario game. (laughs) Because I've never understood why an Italian plumber is in this magical world. No, it doesn't make any fucking sense. No. Anyway, nothing like... I was so torn on even covering this game on the show because I was like, I don't know if there's enough meat on the pizza to fucking even make an episode out of this. I was like, most people probably haven't played this game. I think this is like easily one of those games that is just completely forgettable on the NES. Uh, But then I posted that we were going to talk about it and a bunch of people were like, fucking right. So apparently people did play this as a kid. And I'll tell you, if you've never played this game, you're going to have to ROM it. Um, But that's fine. It, it's it's not it's not a top 20 nes game or anything but it's not the worst licensed game on the nes at all not even close in my like it's a it's a fine video game i have so many great memories of playing this as a kid even if i know it's not that good i still have great memories of playing this game as a kid um, yeah likewise so that's yeah. where i stand i think it's it was good i played a ton of it till like something else came out or whatever and you know we got one game every like six months yeah and that gets back to the point of just like these fucking kids that just don't appreciate their like this shit mattered to me when i was a kid it was like i got a new game i don't give a fuck it's a game that's all that fucking matters to me and kids today like noid would never last today i'm just reading uh in 2017 a fan-made sequel yo noid 2 enter the void was released as a free game that's crazy i like is this is Yo Noid a cult classic? Yeah, I'd say. You think? It is now. Yeah. Like, After your podcast, people are going to go play it. Yo, Yo Noid sales are going through the roof. That would make me so happy if Remember the Game started a resurgence in the Noid and Yo Noid. And, like, that would, that would be my legacy. I would be, I would be, I could die a happy man knowing that this episode sparked the fucking, the revitalization of Noid, the Noid franchise. Oh my God. That'd be sick. Uh, <laughs> dude. I think we literally talked about everything. Like I was playing it today yeah. to get ready for the show. And I'm like, there's not a lot. It's a very basic video game. <laughs> like, I don't know how big video games are, but I feel like this would be like a fucking like one meg, like, like maybe not like, like, I don't know how big an NES game is, but I just feel like this, the file size for this game would be ridiculously small. It's just not that full. It's not that long. It's not that complicated. 
but it's it's a fun little time sink. Like I was having a blast playing it today. I was like, I forgot this is a this is a fun video. I played way worse games when I was a kid than this. Bart versus the Space Mutants, as much as I love it, is a worse video game than this. Yeah. Like and like that's always my go-to is like a bad NES game. Like this is a better game than Bart versus the Space Mutants, which is also a I love that game even though it sucks. Um Yeah, I can't you know, outside of like some of the early early ones, like I can't think of a bad I love every NES game. So. Oh, Jesus. God, I can't say that. But, like, I, you know what, though, dude? Like, I, sorry, we're going to wrap this up in a minute. But just, there's just, and I'm sure I've said this on the podcast before when we've covered NES games, but, like, the Super Nintendo is the vastly superior console, but there's just something special about the NES. I don't know what it is. Yeah. There's just something about that controller and those cartridges and... Anyone that grew up with an NES knows exactly what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, you know, even, even the like jankiness of it, like having to eject your cartridge and blow it to get the, I don't know if that actually worked, but to get the dust out so that it would play. Like, otherwise yeah. you got a weird pixelated screen, like, like little things like that. Like yeah. it just had like a, a novelty to it. Yeah. I'm literally holding an NES controller in my hand. I don't know if you guys can hear that. It's me mashing the buttons. I'm literally holding an NES controller in my hand while I'm talking. And I'm like, it's four buttons and a D-pad. It feels like a brick. The corners are sharp. If you hit your brother or your sister with it, you're probably going to do some damage. It was invincible to throw it against the wall. But there's just something. We covered Dragon Warrior a couple weeks ago. And I said Dragon Warrior was just beautiful in its simplicity. And I kind of feel like that about the NES controller. And... When a game on the NES clicks with you, there's just something. I don't even know how to. Maybe it's just nostalgia. I don't know. But there's just something about. Like when I sit down to play Contra or uh, Mario or insert, you know, your favorite NES game here, even Yo Noi today. I don't know what it is. It just kind of makes me feel like a kid again. You know? But that can. Right. I don't know. I. I I, like I'm like and now I'm holding like an Xbox Series X controller in my hand. I'm like this is a great controller, but this thing weighs like three pounds. It's huge. Two analog sticks with a fancy D-pad and like nine buttons, and it's like that's great and it's cool. But there's just something about this NES controller that'll never be beat. You know? Yeah, know. exactly. Maybe it just makes me sound like an old boomer. I just I love the NES. I just <laughs> anyway. Um. Well, I don't know. I feel like we've stretched this as far as it's going to go. There's literally not an aspect of this game we haven't talked about at this point. So, uh, how the fuck do we score this goddamn thing? Slices of pizza. Yeah, that's a good idea. So, I to me, like, uh, eight. Is eight the go-to number for slices of pizza? Yeah, that's pretty solid. I think so. So, okay, if you're scoring Yo Noid out of eight slices of pizza, that's a good pull. Good job. Uh, what would you score Yo Noid? Uh, I'd give it a five out of eight. That's Just, uh, you know, playability wise as a kid, like I said, it's all, it's all on memory. It's all on the nostalgia of it. I enjoyed the crap out of it as a kid. Yeah. I'm going to go like, I'm giving it a six, but with the caveat that like, there's a nostalgia point in there. If I never played yeah. this and then I fired it up now, I'd be like, that was like a four or five run of the mill average, somewhat slightly subpar platformer. But I just loved it so much growing up. And yeah, I I don't know, man. I, I just, I have a soft spot in my heart for Yo Noid. And I, and at the end of the day, it's just, 
as stupid as this is going to sound, this is a better video game than it probably deserves to be. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it shouldn't be as good a game as it is. It doesn't mean that it's a great game compared to the, the Zeldas and the Mario's and the Mega Man's and the Contra's and the Castlevania's. It's not good. But from that, like from the beta squad of NES games, it's, it's a, it's a top tier beta squad game. That's a good way to put it. Top tier beta squad. Yeah, absolutely. Game. Absolutely. Well, I'm glad we finally did this. I've been dreading this episode in a way. Cause I was like, I don't know if we can make this work. I frankly think this is a harder game to talk about than like duck hunt because at least duck hunt, everybody played. Nobody fucking played Yonoid. But apparently some of you will find out people have been asking for this episode. So now I'm excited to see if anybody actually fucking played this other than me and you, or if this gets no downloads and we're the only two people on the planet that played this stupid game growing up. But, um, thanks for doing this, buddy. Thank you for being the only friend I have that grew up playing fucking yo noid other than me. I appreciate it, buddy. Thank you. I feel like, I feel like our small town was the beta testers for it. Yeah. That's, they had three copies and that's where they fucking sent them. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Fucking yo noid. And that's going to do it for this week's episode. Tyler, thank you so much for get for finally giving me a call and talking you annoyed and i don't mean that as like a where the fuck have you been i just mean we have been trying to set this up for a long time so i'm glad that we finally got the noid off our backs the yo noid episode is done and now we can never speak of him again uh but thank you so much dude for doing the podcast and of course to every single one of you that can hear my voice in the deep dark cavities of your brain right now whether this was your first remember the game maybe your 197th remember the game thank you so much for the support thank you for listening i really do appreciate it if you thought hey that podcast didn't totally suck uh maybe leave us a nice review on your favorite uh, platform podcast service i don't know what the reviews do but i know the good podcasters ask for them so when in rome so please leave us a nice review if you liked it and if you're like man i can't get enough of this show which i someone out there must feel maybe consider supporting us on Patreon. It's only two bucks for the entire, they start. There's like other tiers. Um, I never talked about the other tiers. Two bucks a month gets you two additional podcasts every week. Instant access to about 200 bonus podcasts, plus access to our Discord. You can write into the show. You get a shout out, all that kind of stuff. Did you know that there's actually a $5 tier with a third additional podcast every week called The Rambling Idiot, where I just tell comedy stories and stuff like that? I never plugged that. There's a $10 tier where you can watch all of my extra podcasts recorded live on stream or get the access to the video versions of them and all that kind of stuff. There's all kinds of tiers. Patreon.com slash remember the game, but it all starts at just two bucks a month. And 5% of anything you sign up for over there is going to be donated to the Stollery Children's Hospital at the end of the year. So you get a bunch of extra podcasts and we help the kids. It just wins all around. Uh, I also have a PO box. If you're interested, you can send me a postcard or a letter, something small. Don't send me giant gifts. I appreciate them, but they're not necessary. Just send me something little. Let me know where you're listening. I'll send you a postcard back. We'll be friends. The address is PO box 69181 Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, T6V1G7. You can find that address at rememberthegamepodcast.com if you're interested. And check me out over on the old Twitch box. I stream there a couple of nights a week. Uh, Don't beg you for subs or anything. It's a pretty chill stream. You can just look at my nose and tell me why I'm wrong about Sonic Adventure 2 or whatever your favorite video game was that I hated. Go to twitch.tv and look for member the game, not remember. Member the game. And uh, I think that's it. 
That is all. That's yeah. Holy cow. That's it for this episode of Remember the Game. I have no idea what next week's episode is going to be about yet. It might be about the Castle of Illusion starring Mickey Mouse if my friend Kate and I can get it recorded by then. Otherwise, I have no idea, but I'll figure it out. But I'll be back in seven days with another one, like it or not. In the meantime, I'm going to thank some Patreons and get the hell out of here. So thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys on the next episode of Remember the Game. Take it easy, everybody. Cheers. Remember the Game is brought to you by our Patreons. I could not produce all the content I puke up every week without all of your support. The following people are signed up at our Senior Executive Vice President level or higher over at Patreon.com slash RememberTheGame. And I'd like to take a moment to fuck up a bunch of their names and thank them all personally. So a huge thank you to... Makeshift Mallow Magic Money, Joe Buck, Sharonic, Andre Keegs in his stupid arrow handle, James Clark, Dave McGee, DNA Gaming, Slick Rick, Doug Dorn, Charlie Medeiros, Andrew Wright, Jordan, the Good Enough Gamer on YouTube, Fraser Burns, Lil Bunny Fufu 89, Angry Ticks, Dave Thompson, No One Cares, Brandon O'Brien, Aaron Lawson, Matt McLean, Nathan Tremblay, A Town, Morgan, Zane Donovan, Ryan Kinchin, Mike Maloney, Very Cool Dude, G9PSX, Raging Demon, Wolfgang Darren, Sam Wright, Andy Hudson, Chris Copland, Doogie, Wolf Magic. 21 Johnny CCDC Joel LeBlanc Titan 420 Zonko 504 Adam Ferrer Russell Aldridge Jeff Bergeron Captain N Game Nomad Misi Daniel Tunable Power Tom Danks John Woodruff Just a Fish Noob Q Super Dad Bros Podcast Denzalo Holmes Zach Shepard Ballsack Teabagger Chris Dickin Antikar that fucked me up. Matthew D'Amico, Frosty Feet 492, Chris Larkin, Austin Cook, Elijah Burns, Stephen Parnell, Dockabai, Ray San Wontongo, Zach Coiner, DBXJ, Jameer Williams, Steve Dalk, Phil McCracken, Trav H, Mizuru, David Marcus, Phil Lencher, Ruben Elizald, Eric James, Riley Turvey, Jake Carter, C-Spin, Thomas Smith, Nicola, Munch Makuchi, Leroy Westrich, Dark Squall, Jerry the 3D Printed Sostrich, Evolva, Sean Ramos, Boston Pork Sword, DB Cooper, <laughs> ah, sweet DB Cooper, uh, Stud <laughs> Still Smash, Mojo the Helper Monkey, Solid Rake, Brant Hewitt, Gabe, Dan Fuselman, Aaron Mitson, Decoy Man, John Jameson, Wyatt the Surgeon who's not a Surgeon Row, Tyler Nightmare, Dixon Cider, Benjamin Swiller, Creature Club, Pet My Peeve Podcast, Tristan Team the Great, Hego Waffle, Esteban Navarro, Catch, I don't know how to say that one, Catch, Jim, Josh Stone, Chris Williams, a Evil Skywalker, Nicole Novak, Cody Richardson, General Fury, Salty by Design, Jason Workman, Them Boys on the Roof, Oh, what the fuck, LOL, Matt Hamilton, James Black, Sam Carpenter, and Nerdy Hybrid. That was not the worst one I've ever done. Thank you all so, so much for the support. I really appreciate it. Uh, get out of here. Go do something with your lives, all right? And I'll talk to you on the next one. Purple Monkey Dishwasher. And avoid the Noid. But mostly Purple Monkey Dishwasher. <laughs>